Hey, After Buzzers, before we move on to your next topic, we just want to say thanks to our sponsor, Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. Plus, there are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Also, Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. Plus, you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership, and it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to Anchor FM to get started. The CW is already known for their deep bench of superhero shows, but yesterday they made history by dropping their first black lead in the highly anticipated Black Lightning. We'll tell you all about whether or not they lived up to that right after this. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, After Buzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. If I want money and power, respect my mind, no die from less shout. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to TV Pilot Reviews here on After Buzz TV. Um, some of you guys might be a little confused because you already know that we did in fact cover Black Lightning once at After Buzz today, but we're a different show. That was the Black Lightning After Show. This is TV Pilot Reviews, where every week we review a brand new TV pilot. But we are so excited to talk about this brand new CD, uh, CW show, Black Lightning. Before we get into our coverage, though, guys, my name is Jeff Graham. If you want to find me online, you can do so at Jeffrey C. Graham. And I have a whole room full of brilliant co-commentators that I would love to introduce. Hi, guys. Linda Antwi. I am excited to talk about this show. very excited. Um, you can find me all across social media at Linda So Girly. Hey guys, I'm Sam Davidson. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at SamD43. And again, we are in the live chat. I know you guys are excited to talk about it, so keep on chatting. We'll give you some shout-outs. And I'm D'Angelo. You can hit me up on Twitter at D'Angelo TV or on Instagram at D'Angelo. By the way, Jeff, the chat thinks you had a great intro. Great. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I was feeling pretty good. Yeah, it was a pretty good one. Yeah. Thanks, you <laughs> Oh, and finally, guys, um, I, we do have a very, very special guest here today. Um, we did the same thing when we covered Happy on Sci-Fi. Um, up until like three weeks ago, I thought that DC Comics were about Washington DC, um, <laughs> oh, so I thought we needed to bring someone here who's actually a superhero fan. So, Drew, Hi. we're so excited to have you guys. We have Thanks the brilliant and beautiful Drew Jones. Drew, where can they find you online? Uh, you can follow me on all the things at OKDrewJ. Okay and it's great, sing- it's great synergy right now because Drew's actually on the Black Lightning I after am. show. So, um, just so you guys know, again, this is TV Pilot Reviews. Um, our YouTube channels are broken up into different platforms. So, if you're listening on the podcast, you know what you're doing. But if you're on YouTube, this is on our feature channel, the TV Pilot Show. If you're looking for more specific, in-depth coverage of Black Lightning, you can check out our AfterBuzz TV Superheroes and Sci-Fi channel, where you will find a deep after-show coverage for Black Lightning, and they'll be there every week. Also, we have a note from our brilliant producer... Um, Drew's camera is out. No big deal. Drew, you're, we'll have you on audio, but for a minute, we're just going to... That's fine, my children. You can just Slash a little. We are going to do... Um, the first thing we do, Drew, is we go with our overall reaction to the show, um, just maybe like 20 seconds about what you thought, and then your pass or play. So whether or not you're a pass or a play, and whether or not you think an audience should pass or play. So we'll actually start with D'Angelo, do the table, then come to you. All right, dope. Um, out of... Five. Wow, I, I actually didn't have a number in my head. No, no, no. This no, no. is passer play. Oh, the passer play. That's the right. End. Oh man, wow. It's, it's been a long day. Think about y'all. the end of the show. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm play for sure. What did you think of the show overall? Um, it was, I enjoyed it. I compare it to Luke Cage subconsciously because mm-hmm. um, I know that there's. I feel like 
it's like a response to it in a way. We were talking, me and Linda were talking about that. Um, and I liked this character and the way the show was written more than I did Luke Cage. Mm-hmm. Um, I loved it. I definitely am a pass. Thought it was so much fun. A play, a play or a pass? You said you're definitely a pass. <laughs> <All> four, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I loved it so much, you guys. I'm a pass, pass though. Um, <laughs> it was awful, but I loved it. No, I'm a play, obviously. I was looking at the chat a little bit, got distracted, but thought it was really, really. Well done. The casting was amazing. It and I love CW shows, and I don't mean this as a knock to CW shows. I just didn't feel like it was one, which mm-hmm. in a good way. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I loved it. I loved it. <laughs> I loved everything about it. I loved the writing. Like I loved the casting. I loved the nods directly to the comic itself. Um, I'm definitely a play play. Yeah, I was very very impressed by this pilot. Um, I think the thing I really liked about it was it was clearly still. Playing by the rules of good network television, Mm -hmm. you know, it has the, I think, mainstream appeal that a lot of audiences can tune in, which might not be true of, like, a Luke Cage, Mm. but it also had this very, very subversive element where it was clearly asking pretty complicated and nuanced questions about, um, I think, black culture. And I, I just was pretty blown away by its ability to deliver the comfort food elements of network that we love, Mm -hmm. but ask really, really challenging, nuanced questions about um, race relations in today's world. Mm -hmm. I was pretty blown away, and I did not expect CW to bring a show like this. Um, And granted, I don't watch other CW shows, so I'll be excited to kind of talk about how it fits in the landscape of their other work. But before we do that, Drew, I would love to hear your thoughts overall, and whether you're a pass or play. Um, As someone who grew up on the Black Lightning comics and stuff, I was so excited about this, and it was everything... I could possibly ask for, like, in a DC TV show. Um, I think it's exactly what we need to see on TV right now. I'm, like, super play. Great. Awesome. I like that. I'm going to use that next time. I'm a super play. Super play. (laughs) play. Um, Yeah, I think we're all in agreement. This is a very good show. Um, Mm -hmm. Drew, how do you feel like it compared to the comics? I'm interested to ask that question. It set it up perfectly. Like, I was waiting for it to... Because, obviously, um, I'm also on the Flash panel, and a lot of the Flash, you know, they touch on multiple versions of the flash but it really kind of has gone off script as far as the comics and black lightning so far has really been so true to um who jefferson pierce is his daughters like everything about it is so on point like i'm really excited to see where it decides to go and what possibilities are gonna you know pop up cool um, well, at this point in the show, we always get into a bit of the development history of the show. Um, so the idea for this show has kind of been brewing, I mean, for a long time, but really came to fruition in September 2016. Um, it was being developed with Warners, and they initially pitched it to um, Fox. And Fox picked it up, but it eventually moved to CW. Um, but, of course, the mastermind Greg Berlanti has kind of been behind all this the whole time. He's sort of the godfather of the Arrowverse. Is that what they call it? Mm-hmm. Uh, but very, very importantly, and I think very, very smartly, they brought in the Akils. Mm-hmm. Uh, most notably, Mara Brock Akil, who's known for just a slew of hits. First Girlfriends, that show spinoff The Game, and then Being Mary Jane, which is a show that I actually really like. Mm-hmm. I like Gabrielle Union. But... Um, I think it was really, really smart for this kind of big collective of pretty white CW executives to bring on Marv Rocket Kill because mm-hmm. I think it just really helped the show. I think um, it helps the network too. Yeah. I think that it's right up their alley and, and to bring in that diversity mm-hmm. and a whole cast, I think it's fantastic. Mm-hmm. It, it, and it would probably bring people to the network that usually don't watch it, Absolutely. watch their content. Or- yeah. 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 And as like an avid, or I used to be more of an avid CW watcher, this 
I did think of Fox when I saw this mm-hmm. pilot, but there was a CW-ness about it that was enough encompassing that can bring that younger audience because of the daughters. They're so relatable. They're very pretty. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a lot of things that play into it, the high school of it all, on top of the bigger theme, which, you know, isn't very CW, and I think it worked well. I, they just did a great job. Go for it. Oh, I was just going to say, I think the theme is very CW because I, too, I host the Arrow after show, and it's right up that whole Arrow versus Alley. You have the protagonist. He's like a vigilante, which is mm-hmm. same as Flash, same as Arrow. So although it's a standalone, I can see how it's going to be a good piece for this puzzle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I actually think it brings, because CW is either like big dramas or they're, you know, superheroes. And I think... Uh, Cress Williams, who plays Jefferson Pierce, said in an interview that Black Lightning is essentially a black family drama that just so happens that they're superheroes. Mm. So I think it's like a perfect meeting of what CW embodies, and yes. I'm here for it. And all Me you too. guys in the chat I know are super into it. Uh, Bryce Blackwell says Black Lightning is epic. <laughs> Uh, I mean, most people are just super into this. The pilot episode was very good. This is the first one. It Has it been the first one that we've all been in very strong agreement with? I guess The Shy, too, mm-hmm. which, which is one? also a very black oh, show. Oh, I wasn't but... here. I wasn't here for that oh, one. Yeah. 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 Martin, this is Maisel, too, but that was before you were yeah, here. Yeah, and but we haven't I even watched that. it and love it. Yeah, yeah. yeah this is the first while, time in a while we've all come all to a consensus. We're also alone together, right? Yeah. I, you, we all loved <laughs> it, didn't we? <laughs> I feel like I'm allergic to hearing anything about that. <laughs> Um, so, is anyone here? Well, then we'll jump back to you, Lynn, if that's okay. Um, who here is a, fran- a fan of Mara Braxa Kiel? Sorry, I'm like not being able to speak today. Who here is a fan of Mara Braxa Kiel's previous work? So, how do you feel like this compared to her other stuff, Linda? I feel like it's it's kind of in our alley, but a little bit different mm-hmm. because with uh, her other shows like Girlfriends and Mary Being Mary Jane, you have more of like a just like a not just the female lead, but it just it's comfortable. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? This is this is uncomfortable but yeah. comfortable at the same time. Like I loved how they brought in current day issues like police brutality and sy- systemic racism and and struggling with uh, family and divorce and all the things that are present day right now. Mm-hmm. Um, so I felt like it was similar in in that her writing is similar, but then she's kind of like branched out a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, you're a fan of Mara Kill stuff too, or yeah, yeah. It does feel like a bit of a different zone, but it's still thematically a lot of what she's interested mm-hmm. in. Also, interestingly, her husband actually has sole writing credit on this episode. Interesting. So I guess the world's most brilliant couple, but <laughs> good for them. Um, so one question I have, Drew. We've been talking about the Arrowverse and kind of dancing around how CW has this big world of superhero shows. Right. Why the choice do you think to make this stand alone? I think because, one, it's a lot heavier of a show than the others. I mean, Arrow's a little bit heavier in comparison, but The Flash, up until this season, has been very lighthearted. So I think you almost weaken the points they're trying to get across in Black Lightning if you put it in this universe where everything's kind of, like, bubbly and there's kind of corny jokes sometimes. Hmm. And, like, also, Arrowverse is just getting too big. Like, these crossovers, as dope as they are... Yeah, four days, and, like, there's, you know, so many shows. I just feel like they really wanted to give this its own, like, chance to strive on its own. And to throw it into the Arrowverse, I feel like you're just kind of throwing it in there and having it fight against all these other 
shows for dominance. That have been established for so many years already. Exactly. Yeah. So I agree, but someone in the chat, Derek Hogan, said, Black Lightning isn't part of the Arrowverse, though I bet it will be if it gets renewed for a season two, since the same thing happened with Supergirl. Interesting. I actually think, because Black Lightning, um, you know, he, in the comics, gets offered to join the Justice League, and he, like, turns that down, and he's actually one of the founding members of the Outsiders, which is, like, another... Um, realm or another like team that like batman puts together um and i feel like like black lightning will almost be its own universe where it'll kick off a whole Mm -hmm. like different series of superhero if cw continues to do this whole super superhero thing i would like to see it maybe kick off and be its own thing because we still we've covered like superman kind of like with supergirl like barely Mm -hmm. but not really so there's the opportunity for superman there's opportunity for batman there's opportunity for the Justice League that's Aquaman, that's, mm. you know, Cyborg. There's so many people that, like, could easily have dope shows. And I think they're going to – and they all kind of have darker backgrounds too. So mm. I think that would be dope to see Black Lightning start its own universe. And so I'm hoping mm. they don't yeah. put it together. I think it is kind of nice, though, that right now the show stands on its own. Yeah. Because, like, I think in media we're so quick to try to whitewash – I mean, like, this is such a black show. I couldn't believe that on network, it was so awesome. There was maybe two white people that showed up in this show. And it's almost refreshing that they don't feel the need to ingratiate it in this already very white Arrowverse. It's just kind of its own thing. I mean, I honestly, now that you say that, I'm like, oh, yeah, I guess so. But I didn't even think about it. I Yeah. In all honesty, you know, I'm like, okay, like, we have mostly black leads. That's awesome. But I didn't even notice that none of the other characters were And that's were white, what makes really. it a great show. Yeah. Sure. you're looking at the character and not about everything else. Yeah, the show, I think any good show with the social message has to do this, where it has to be story first. It has to be a family drama before it's a superhero show. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, the African-American themes are just so easily integrated into such a beautifully told story, I think. I was very impressed by this pilot. Well, I think when you have black writers, like, they can tell the black story because they live the black story. You know, it's authentic. Yeah. It's real. So it's not like, hey, like, we're superheroes and we're black. Check us out. Like, it's just like, this is our life. We're black people. This is we're superheroes. Like, it all meshes very well together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought so, too. Um, well, at this point, guys, we're going to start to get into some more spoiler territory. So if you haven't seen the show, this would be a good time to tune out. Obviously, all of us liked it. We'd recommend it. But at this point, we're going to talk about specifics about the episode. So let's talk about this cast. Um, Cress Williams is Black Lightning. What do you guys think? Love oh, him. Oh, killed it. Yeah. Love. I was, I was telling Dee earlier that he embraces that tortured soul mm. as an artist and it comes across perfectly for a superhero well mm. it it's so funny because I, I watched it and I didn't want to IMDB him because I knew that I knew this person from like a favorite TV show that was older or a favorite movie that was older and I just wanted it to come to me and I was talking to you, Drew, about it, and we I figured it out it was uh, Never Been Kissed. you remember that Drew oh. Barrymore movie? Yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. And he was one of the guys that, like, worked with her. He was, like, helping her kind of spy on people, like, uh, with a van. It's a great movie. Oh, well. You guys haven't seen it. It but- sounds totally not creepy. <laughs> I, I made that sound way creepier than it was because she was undercover. She was undercover, but he was hilarious. So fine. Yeah. <laughs> she was hilarious in that movie, and he was hilarious, and uh, he was also in Heart of Dixie, and he kind of just is such a familiar face, and you don't know who he is, and I love him. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Badass performance. I mean, like, I, it could have, 
almost towed the line into cheesy or kind of overwrought. Like, there's one moment when he's like, you got to give me my chance to say my... Um, oh, yeah, that, yeah. And, like, in theory, that shouldn't work. Like, I think mm-hmm. on the page, that's a risky thing to write into your script. He pulled it off so well. Uh, yeah. There's almost elements of black exploitation film in here. Like, I kind of got some Shaft. I don't know if yeah. I... Yeah, definitely he, some Shaft. Yeah, just sure. in, the, in the best way. Like, it's just, like, an empowering, badass show and an empowering, badass performance, too. And I love narratively how they frame him as the high school principal of this school as almost a microcosm of the community. Mm-hmm. Like, he's the ultimate authority figure in all of these positions. I'm just so smart. Which is in line with the comic. Because mm-hmm. yeah. in the comic, he was a teacher, Olympian, and then became a principal, to, like, gave it all up and became a principal, right. which was, I think, great. Yeah, I just think it's a trickier performance than we might be realizing, and I think he's doing it in such a naturally easy way. Yeah, and I mean, I didn't know the story, haven't read the comics, didn't know the story from the comics, and I was so nervous the first 20 minutes of the episode that he was going to die, or like one of his family members was going to die, and that was going to throw him into superherohood in a way, and I'm so freaking relieved yes. that that was not this show. I'm with show. you there. I didn't, know the, I didn't know the story either, and I was like, man, I like the daughters, and I like the dyna- dynamics yeah. too much for someone to be Don't dying. Don't kill her, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, well, let's go ahead and talk about the daughters. We have China Ann McLean playing Jennifer, who's sort of the more reckless, club-going daughter. Ugh. And then we have Nefessa Williams as Anissa, who's sort of the more put-together, type-A, class president type of student. Mm-hmm. What did you guys think of these two performances? Great. And I thought they fit in line with the CW. And that's a big part of the reason I feel like it fits so well at the CW is because they're in the show. Mm-hmm. What did you think, Drew? I'm absolutely obsessed with both of them. I love, I've loved China for a long time. I think she's such a great actress. Um, so I was interested to see her in this because she's a Disney kid. So it's always interesting to see Disney kids, you know, make that like adult jump. Tra- yeah, yeah. Some can, some cannot. Um, but she did really great, and they're very, their characters are perfectly aligned with the comics like this i think this is the first cw show i've watched and i'm like yep they did like okay mm-hmm. <laughs> they did that one thing i really liked and i'm gonna i'm walking a tightrope here so you guys can tell me if this is something a white guy shouldn't be trying to identify <laughs> but i feel like i'm used when i see black people black characters on television i feel like they're either like super hood or they're just like so cleaned up disney like it's either or like mm. raven or i'm trying to think of a good example or like from the wire. Yeah. Or, yeah. But like these character. these were girls who who spoke with like African American vernacular and like talked like how I would expect black teenagers to talk, but they were also a students in a nice upper middle class family and it just it felt like such an authentic portrayal of black teenagerhood. And I'm saying that as a straight white male, but mm-hmm. I don't know if that's something you can speak to Drew or anyone on the panel. I mean, yeah, I feel like it's nice to finally see us in a light that's realistic. Yes. Like um, it's nice to, I mean, I don't know. It's nice to know that people can actually visualize us as both urban and educated because those are not like, it's not one or the other. They can go hand in hand. So it's refreshing to see two young dark skinned black women like be portrayed as intelligent and funny and badass and, and beautiful yeah and strong yeah yeah but black i mean like yeah yeah but yeah because yeah. that's how we do it yeah <laughs> i just thought it was really cool and i was like there needs to be more of this on tv yeah i don't know i just thought it was really neat i agree with you i think it's, it was refreshing to have a three-dimensional character where she's not 
just one thing. She's right. not, you know, the side chick. She's not the straight arrow uh, Disney. Not that there's anything wrong with that, but right. that as well. She's she's a bit of everything. She she's struggling because she's a teenager and she wants to go out and smoke weed and all of that. But she's also a track athlete mm-hmm. and a daughter of a principal and a sister to a medical student. So it's all of that. It's it's there are so many dimensions of just what black is that it's not just one thing. So it was refreshing for me to see that you can portray different things as well. Mm-hmm. I think you have to shout out the writers too because to exhibit that in one episode I in know. a pilot is just exceptional because we've yeah. seen how difficult that is with all the shows Absolutely. and all the pilots we yeah. watch. So yeah. shout out to them. I mean, and thinking about it now, I'm thinking about all the CW shows that I know and they're really... I can't think of any shows that are led by either a black male or a black female. Mm -hmm. And all of those other characters, it's kind of weird. It's not like I ever thought about it before, but now I am. And I mean, it's kind of, it gives me the chills. Like it's filling this amazing hole that the CW needed to fill. And I think everybody will like it. And it's not isolating to any gender at all or gender race or gender. (laughs) And it can feel so cringe when the network greenlights the black show Mm. instead of a black show. (laughs) Like I feel like the mayor, at least to us felt like ABC greenlighting the black show. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Whereas it really feels like in part of this, I'm sure was hiring the Achilles to write this show and kind of show run for them. But this is a black show. On a network, but it does not feel like it's filling an obligatory time slot at all. Yeah, I just thought it was—I mean, really good. <laughs> and I think the the see, the superhero component really allows, like, because there's just an affinity, or I don't—I don't want to say that superheroes like break such a racial barrier, but I feel like people's lenses towards the show can change when they know, oh, this is a superhero movie. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So I think it was just kind of smart way of CW to incorporate such a thing. Yeah. yeah. And it's nice because now it's giving, it's showing proof that like black shows can bring in the viewers. Like oh, yeah. just like Jane the Virgin was huge for the Latina, Latina community because it was showing like they can lead, produce, direct a yeah. show and it be successful. So it's nice to see a show like a show like Black Lightning, where we can be like, okay, cool. You can see that we clearly can bring in the rating. So here's a bunch of new ideas, and I'm excited to see like what platforms that opens up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I wrote down some stats just to go along with that. So uh, it's had the greatest numbers of the CW series premiere in the past two years. Since it just Le- came out since what? Legends of Tomorrow. Right? It held 100 percent of its lead in from The Flash, which is uh, unheard of. And yeah, highest rated new series premiere. Nice. So bravo. So wait, just tonight? Yeah, tonight's preview. Compared this was to yesterday. yesterday. It aired yesterday. Yeah. It aired I mean, yesterday. Well, yesterday. online or on TV? On TV. On TV. It's a Tuesday. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Got it. Yep. Um, there's one more character I really want to talk about, and that's his beautiful ex-wife, who is just. That chemistry with those two on screen, I thought mm. was really. Jeff's really excited by it, guys. If you're, <laughs> I mean, come, fellas, you agree, don't you? PG thirteen, Jeff, guys. That's his new name. I mean, I'm not wrong. Am I, D'Angelo? Oh, she, no. Yeah, yeah, and great she's performance. A babe. Yeah, yeah, she's a babe, and also amazing performance too. I thought. Yeah, so good. Um, and it, this was mentioned on your show, so I'm going to be redundant, but it's something I agreed with. It was a really interesting portrayal of a divorced couple because mm-hmm. they're friends, they're friendly, mm-hmm. and I think TV often only shows divorced couples who do this. Yeah. Whereas I think their dynamic was maybe more true. Like, a lot of what we've been saying about this show, there's a there's a much more wide breadth of divorced couples than we see on television. And I think this was a very interesting portrayal of one. 
Yeah, I mean, it makes me want to know more about what happened. We know a little bit about what happened. But then, you know, we see her give permission to kind of turn into that guy that she didn't want to be with anymore. Mm -hmm. And I, yeah, I love it. I'm 100% in for them. I don't want any other love interest for him whatsoever. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Even though I think that probably there is. No! (laughs) The blue dress. That assistant, Miss Fowdy, was looking real comfortable. I was like, you need to chill. (laughs) We're not playing this. (laughs) She sure was. Um, Okay, cool. So it sounds like we like these performances. We always talk about the writing overall. Um, how do you guys do? You guys feel like this is a pretty well written show? Very. Me too. I think one of maybe the, maybe one of the strongest components of the show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, interestingly, Salima Kill said um, Black Lightning would not follow the villain of the week format or be a procedural because he wanted to explore the characters, even the villains. So it sounds mm-hmm. like we're not going to be sticking to kind of the standard network procedural format that we're used to with some of these shows. I'm so yeah. happy. Yeah. Same. I think uh, I saw it on the live chat earlier, but I think it was Derek. He said that one interesting thing about this show compared to the other superhero shows is that it's not an origin story. It's mm-hmm. kind of because Black, Black Lightning has been a hero like since he was younger. Mm-hmm. And so it just kind of jumps into the middle. And I think that I think that allowed the pilot to be more organic in, in how it uh, introduced us to the yeah, characters. Yeah, agreed. Netflixy too, though, kind of not because of Luke Cage, but just the way they jumped into the story yeah. and that it's not planning on being a procedural. Yeah. Um, it does remind me of the stuff Netflix does. The thing I'm so excited about, though, just from like purely a writing slash format perspective, is it's not an origin story, you're right, because Black Lightning has been working already, but we're going to kind of have our cake and eat it, too, because it looks like it will be an origin story for his daughters. Yeah. yeah. So how exciting that we get both the kind of jaded superhero, but then also like the doe-eyed coming-of-age origin story of his yeah. kids. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I have a question about the comic books. Um, you know, is which... What's the name of the daughter that starts having her powers at the end of the episode? Amisa, Amisa? she's Thunder, mm-hmm. and then Jennifer is, when lightning. She, is Lightning. And I'm interested to see how they do the whole like if they get the powers that they get in the comic books because we haven't seen all of the tricks Black Lightning's been able to do, but in the comics, he can do um, like he can do force fields. He can do the whole like regenerating electricity, still electricity from other places. Um, and Lightning, Jennifer, is basically the carbon copy of that like she's basically able to do everything hmm. that he can do but thunder has the strength she's kind of indestructible hmm. not completely but kind of um and she can like she's super strong and she can like stomp on the ground and do these like crazy like, shockwaves yeah mm-hmm. so it looks like they're gonna give it like they're gonna give that to her so i'm interested to see if jennifer gets those powers like she's supposed to hmm. so are the comic books about him or him and his daughters um, there, it depends on like which comics you're following, but they, they're like about him and then they kind of come up like a, like a Batman Robin type mm. ordeal, but there's like, they're in and out of it. Yeah. So it just depends Did on Did they like, have a spinoff or anything, comic book or their Um, own? not that I can think of. They should yeah. if they don't, but I don't <laughs> think I ever read anything like that. Well, I, I'm just excited for it, and it does. It gives us the opportunity to see different heroes in different life stages, which is always interesting. I think from like the superhero narrative mm-hmm. is like, how does a high schooler deal with their powers versus how does a seasoned father deal with their powers? And but again, that stuff does feel kind of almost like backseat, which is great because in in the best way, where it is a superhero show second, I think. Yeah, you know, and it's a drama about a struggling community first. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's really cool. Um, speaking of that, we do like to talk about kind of these shows thematically. Um, 
what do you what do you guys see as sort of like the themes that you think this show might kind of be dealing with? Not only in this pilot, but maybe like down the road. Um, I'll start. I feel like a teacher. Sorry. <laughs> Excuse me, Mr. Graham. <laughs> Sam. I'll start. I'm the teacher's pet, obviously. Uh, I think because it's CW, it is going to turn into a show maybe equally about the daughters and have that be a much bigger theme. Um, and I think a couple of people in the chat said, too, they feel like the, it's the daughter's story mm. in a way more so than their father. And, yeah, I think the CW is going to put their magic touch on it of teenage drama. But also the it's it's going to be a mix between the teen dramas that they do and the superhero stuff they do. And then, like, almost, you know, a Fox or Netflix superhero show mixed mm-hmm. in with that. Yeah. I mean, I don't think they have to choose either. Like, they can do both. And we've seen plenty of shows where the protagonist of three people were more than one person. So I don't think they should limit themselves in that way. Yeah. I think, like, one thing thematically that I thought was super interesting about this pilot and unexpected was there was obviously racial tension explored between black people and white people, but there was also kind of racial tension explored between black people and black people. Yeah. Which, like, I did not expect to see that, especially just in one episode of the show. But, like, there's one scene in the diner where I feel like there are two black fathers who have a very different idea of what fatherhood looks like. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you remember, but it's... um, Cress Williams character. It was Black Lightning and Lala. And Lala. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there's a scene where Jeff almost feels like he has to step in and kind of be a surrogate father to this kid. Mm-hmm. And that was the moment where I was like, whoa, this is a much more nuanced show than I expected it to be. Absolutely. This was a really cool scene and something I didn't expect. Um, okay, cool. Anything, any other thoughts we have about the pilot of Black Lightning before we move on to our last segments? I just have a bunch of fun facts, but I can keep them to the end. Um, let's fun fact first, and then we can... Ooh, nice oh, alliteration. Yeah? yeah. Okay. Um, Lynn Pierce, so Lynn, the, kid, the ex-wife. Yes. She is a maiden named Lynn Stewart, and she is the Green Lantern's sister. Oh, Which I think Whoa. is super cool. Juicy. Another superhero I'd like to see on the CW. Yes. Right? That and Green Lantern. Then, Do you think they might be yes. kind of planting the seed for a Green Lantern show? I really, really, really think, I'm taught, like, mark my words, I feel like we're getting a new universe. Yes. And I want Green Lantern. I know a lot of people think, a lot of people in our chat at least, we're talking about Static Shock. Because yeah. it's yeah. people think that Black Lightning is his father, and he's not. not. But I would love to see the interaction, or yeah, I would love that because I remember the cartoons as a yeah, kid. The cartoon were was legendary. Bomb. Yeah. It was yeah. good. So it's trash okay, can, but, right? But does CW will they ever like? Will it be overkill at some point? Like, can they just? They can't keep doing zero superhero shows, can they? Why not? Why not? They're they making the okay. money. I mean, at this point, it seems like they're cash cow. Yeah. 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 Um, and then Peter Gamby, so James's character. Uh, he was in the pilot episode of The Flash. Mm-hmm. And when The Flash was gaining his uh, spe- speeding powers, he crashed into the Gamby's Cleaner laundry van, which is right in line with this character and his tailor shop. Hmm. And um, when they put that 19, like established since 1977 is when the actual comic book started. got started. Yeah. So it's like the all details. the yeah. details are... Ooh. Included in this pilot, which I just thought was super. I'm nerdy like that. I that love it. Cool. Yeah. Stuff and how it's, it's all like intertwined. Yeah. 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 Cool. So, yeah, those are my fun facts. Thank you, Linda. <laughs> You're welcome. Um, so, let's go ahead. We always rate these pilots out of five. And I'll go ahead and give you guys time to think. I can go first. I got to give this like a four seven out of five. Yeah. 
I don't think it was quite a perfect pilot. I think there's yeah. a couple bumps they want to iron out, but I mean, one, definitely the well, the shy came out this year. But one of the best pilots I've seen this year. We're off to a good TV start in 2018. What I did think. you give the shy? I think I might have rated it a perfect pilot. Okay, so I had trouble perfect. seeing any okay. anything bumpy about that, that pilot. But, yeah, um, I'm I'm gonna go high. I was thinking like 4.5 as well. It's yeah. really good. I don't know if I would say it's perfect. I think the only perfect uh, pilot I have so far is still the marvelous. This is amazing. Yeah, it was so good. And we were so right. It yeah. won all of the awards of the it Golden Globes. Yeah. We'll say so. people should listen to us. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, four point six. Mm. Yep. Linda, um, I'm going to go four point eight. Andrew, I'm also going to go four point eight. Nice. Mm-hmm. Everyone's above a four or five. Not yeah, bad. that's great. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we always do a life or death segment, whether or not that we think the show is going to get a second season. I mean, is there any question that this well, show... Well, I mean, we have a lot of shows that have had great pilots and not, you know... Yeah. They, they still have a whole season to write. That's for true. Sure. They do. But the, usually when your pilot is good, as good as this is, I would assume so, yeah. Does it make you nervous at all that the show won't live up to this standard, Drew? Or do you think they're in pretty good hands? I feel pretty confident about the intact... This is one of the first, like, cast, crew, where I'm like, it's... There's no weak link. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like this is a very solid group of people so I'm not I don't, I'm not nervous about this at all cool yeah I mean I think the show's got pretty good prospects yeah. yep. and I think generally people in, in the chat too they said they didn't have that high of expectations for this show mm. I personally don't think the CW did a very good job of promoting it absolutely at all and I mean I don't know why I can guess for some reasons but it's I'll just leave that to myself <laughs> but it I didn't know about it I didn't mm-hmm. know the people in it and since the expectations were so low, we were all like blown out of the water. And I kind of think that the writers and producers, directors, just going into it, just bl- going to blow it out of the water. Like, yeah. oh, you didn't see us coming? Oh, we're going to be like the best show on TV. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, didn't it, it air right as a flash, right? Mm-hmm. Or, so I feel like maybe they didn't need to <coughs> yeah. put as much when you have so many eyes on your most popular show. Maybe that was part of the argument or the thought. Just I just but randomly thought about with that. With that being said, too, like fathers, you know, guys, forties, fifties, sixties, they can watch this with their daughters or their yeah. granddaughters. Yeah. Yeah. Whole family can watch this together. It doesn't isn't the same with most CW shows at all. Yeah, I do think it's a cool prospect for families to watch the show together because it does give us really good role models in both the daughters and the father. Yeah. I mean, both Jeff and An- Anissa, Anissa or Anissa. Anissa are, um, I think, really good role models for teen girls and for dads. So there's just like a lot to like about this show. Um, At this point in the show, we usually ask you guys whether or not you want to see an after show. But the good news is, as I mentioned, (laughs) there is an after show led by the wonderful Drew Jones we already have here. Um, So just in case anyone isn't clear, this is a good chance for us to let you know. I mentioned it already, but that's airing on a different YouTube channel, still under the AfterBuzz umbrella, but specifically featuring superhero shows. So we have eight different YouTube channels where all our content is spread out. It helps you guys kind of focus on the content you want to see, so we're doing that for your benefit. But that's just to make it clear, you won't find the the, um, Black Lightning After Show on this channel. You'll have to go find it somewhere else. Um, but I kind of found a shortcut sometimes when I'm looking for stuff. Yes. If you guys ever get confused. If you go to youtube.com slash afterbuzztv and within the like our channel, there's a search. Mm-hmm. So you can search for things mm-hmm. that yes. are exclusively on AfterBuzz TV and under that umbrella. Yes. And you can also find things that way if you have a hard time finding the channels within the umbrella. Yeah. Absolutely. Thank you, Sam. 
Um, but yeah, guys, this has been TV Pilot Reviews. Any last thoughts before you wrap out, guys? Um, I will say we've been in cahoots with the cast already of Black Lightning. We already have a lot of them who want to come Woo-hoo! on the show. Yay! So That's you dope. should definitely tune in because they're going to be up in here. Amazing. Awesome. So please tune in, guys. Um, and I'm I can sure tell you- if you ever need any fill-ins. Yes. Yes. will probably be watching this show. Absolutely. And I engineered their show tonight, and it's a really solid panel, guys. So make sure you check out that show. In the meantime, guys, my name is Jeff Graham. If you would like to find me online, you can do that on Twitter, at Jeffrey C. Graham. We'll be back here next week with a new pilot. We haven't picked it yet, but it'll be something good. I'm Linda Antwi, all across social media. Linda is so girly. You guys can find me, Sam Davidson, at SamD43 on Twitter and Instagram and SamDavidsonEntertainment.com. And I'm D'Angelo. You can hit me up on Twitter at D'AngeloTV or on Instagram at D'Angelo. Thank you for joining us. Thank you so Drew, thanks much. for being Where can they find you, Drew? You guys can find me on all platforms, LinkedIn, Twitter, whatever. <laughs> okay, Drew J. And on the Black Lightning After Show. Yes. Guys, thanks for being here. See you in a week. Bye. Bye. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. Views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principal.